Welcome back to another episode of Capes and Tights. I'm your co-host, Justin Soderberg, and that's Adam Morissette. Welcome, dude. Good to be here. Yeah, back for another episode of Comic Book Talk. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a been a fun week. We've had some some fun things happen. We've had a couple of trailers drop, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, there's a little bit of news that maybe Venom uh, 2 has been moved to January. So every yep. week is just new shit that comes out that we just can't handle and so on. One of the things that I would love to do with this podcast episodes, these uh, this Capes and Tights podcast, is not be the person to break the news because we're not going to be that. We are. There's tons of people out there to do that. Um, yes. But if you don't search the internet and you're not a huge comic book fan like we are, that you don't have all this right in front of your face, that maybe this is how you find out some of this information. So each episode, we might talk about some stuff in the news. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, I'm trying to figure out how to do this because I always wanted to be like a comicbook.com. Like I've always wanted sure. to be that, like where we're just breaking the news. You can't, I can't break the news from Orrington, Maine. Like, is that possible? Right. Probably not. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard. It'd be like a difficult thing for us to do as uh, people who it would, are not it would part take of the up industry. It would take up a lot of your time, which is not something you have a lot of extra of right now. No, so. like Google alerts for all the different superhero yes. names and all this other stuff. Maybe. And I just don't. Be hard, and, be hard at, at, at work to be like, hold on a second, guys. I got to break yeah. this news. Like. And it's funny because it's like, oh, I got a scoop. The scoop was comicbook.com, which has way more followers and way more. <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. a scoop. That's already out on the internet. It's not a scoop. But I do feel like there are some people who might come to Capes and Tights for their comic book fix. And that maybe some of the news that we put out there might be a way for them to find that out. So each episode, I'd love sure. to jump in and talk about something that's coming out. Uh, we will get into the actual episode, which then this one is uh, Marvel versus DC. Uh, kind of uh, talk about each company and which one's better. Uh, we all know we can actually end this podcast right now because Marvel is better. So have a good one, guys. Yeah, right. Thanks, thanks for coming end. on. Um, but no, it, we wanted to talk to start off with some what's what's new in the in the comic book world. And the big one is there's the new Eternals trailer. Okay, that's pretty cool. I don't want to talk too much about that. It's great watching it on YouTube. It's a Absolutely. fun trailer. It's cool that they're introducing some new uh, characters to the Marvel world. Um, when you when you just watched a clip of it, you might think you're watching a Superman trailer because of the way the heat vision that comes from some of the eternals but yeah. um their shang chi and the legend of the ten rings comes out on friday which is pretty fun I'm excited, uh, I'm excited that. for that i actually funny thing about it is like this morning i was looking on my phone and i was like adam and i are, are pretty safe people we like to uh mask up and we go into public places we are vaccinated sure. uh we believe this is a real uh issue in the world right now the pandemic is a real thing uh we believe that uh you know it's not fun to get sick and, and we should probably get past this and COVID sucks, but, uh, so we're not going out to movies. Like I will admit that right no. now we haven't, we're not going to be in a movie theater, but what I did look up and no one has it publicized right now online is whether or not we can rent a theater for cheap. Like, is there a theater where like you and I can be like, That's it's a hundred, hundred bucks for the theater yep. for a movie. And then it's like, we only trust the people we trust. Like you and your wife obviously could come cause you guys sure. live in the same house. We got, and, we got a lot of people we'd trust in a theater though. Like, yeah, and you could we sit because if you had 60 something seats, you could sit in different spots. So I thought, well, yeah. maybe not Shang-Chi, but maybe we'd look into the future to see what the, the costs are, and maybe a hookup, and maybe a local Bangor theater would give us a hookup to kind of promote them on the podcast. Well, advertising, so, yeah. I mean, maybe we could yeah. get like Josh and Paul there for yeah, this, yeah. the movie, and yeah, that'd be fun. And do it like on like, you know, I could even do it on a Sunday. We don't do it on, on Friday, but we do it on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, or whatever. We rent the theater for a couple of hours and, and uh, watch yep. a movie, which would be pretty cool. But in the future, when we do movie reviews and things like that, we're probably going to do more of them once they hit streaming. Uh, because right. I think we want to give everybody in the world an opportunity to watch the movie. And if you're not a theater goer or you can't, or you're the pandemic's keeping you home, um, that you have an opportunity to watch the movie before you do it. It will, I mean, our reviews will probably come out directly after they're online, 
but it will at least give people a chance to watch it in the theaters or online. So uh, that'll be fun. So Shang-Chi comes out on Friday, which is also pretty cool. But the big news is we got a Spider-Man yeah, trailer, it is. man. Yeah. We got a Spider-Man trailer. Like a Spider-Man trailer. That is honestly, I could just watch it over and over again and I can watch, there's a movie for me. Uh, it's a new we movie. Texted, we texted each other like teenage girls that night. Justin just texted <laughs> me this kind of unintelligible, blah, and I looked like, at the trailer and then I did the same thing. And then I, when, yeah, then it was over and then it devolved into watching like 30 minute breakdowns of the trailer. And I'm like, you, yeah, that's all I've been watching. It's my favorite Marvel episode right now is yes, the new exactly. Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is I, 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 I'm 35. We're pretty tech savvy, right? I mean, I do some social media stuff for Rona Brewing Company. Yeah. I've done it in the past. I was a marketing director. Um, it took me 20 minutes to figure out, 15 minutes to figure out how to share a tweet to a text message. Um, oh, yeah. Because I wanted to, because the only place that they had the Marvel, the, the trailer out right then was on Twitter. They like they released it on Twitter. They had just dropped it. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, I need people to see this. I need people to watch this. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, there is the buttons, the three dots or whatever, and sharing and copying and tweeting and whatever. And I'm like, I, I could, I could direct message you on Twitter and you would get it, but you're the only person that would right. get it. Like all my other friends that I wanted to send it to, I wanted to send it to my brother and all that stuff. They're not on Twitter. So I was like, oh, let me figure out how to. I finally figured it out. And once I figured it out, then I realized it was on YouTube. It was like, oh crap. Okay. I was too, too fast. It, is. it gets hard, man. We got all these platforms and for anybody listening, I'm one of those weird old guys that still uses Twitter a lot. So if you're looking for me, I'm on Twitter. Yes. I'm, I like open it up, but I look, I just don't tweet as much, but I will say yeah. yesterday I started a, a capes and tights Twitter account, uh, which is Ooh. capes tights pod at capes tights okay. pod. Uh, on Twitter. Nothing's been posted yet. It's got a, an image for, for an icon. That's about it. But we'll be hopefully posting more things on there. That's where we can just like throw out there. I'll get Adam to log on too. So he can get it in there Perfect. and just throw random shit that he has coming off his mind on there too as well. Uh, so we'll get onto that too. But the Spider-Man trailer is the most watched trailer in the history in 24 hours. I believe it. A 24 hour mark it. had more plays than any other movie. And that beats, I believe it's Endgame. I think when Endgame's trailer dropped, it was the highest watched, most watched trailer in history. Um, but uh, in the first 24 hours, and then now it's Spider-Man um, No Way Home. So we saw what Doctor Strange for sure in the trailer. We heard, we heard Willem Dafoe. We heard Willem Dafoe. We saw a, a Doctor Octopus, uh, which is the same one from the original Spider-Man movies. Uh, we saw original Spider-Man movies. Yes, that wasn't from the Garfield Spider-Man movies, right? Those were, he was from the original Spider-Man right. movies, I believe. Yes. Uh, we saw the Green Goblin, the ball. Um, yep. There was Sandman we, sighting. There was yes. the lightning Electro. from Electro. Yep. Uh, and so there was possible break in the multiverse in the trailer, uh, which is funny because I, 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 I also obviously follow a lot of people on yep. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff with, with uh, comic books. And someone posted, what the hell? Didn't they just break the multiverse on Loki? And now they're breaking it again in Doctor Strange. And then I heard someone speak and it says, the Loki show didn't break the multiverse. He who remains was trying to keep the multiverse from branching. So his exactly. job was to snip the ones that are going. Yes. That actually what ends up happening is Doctor Strange, it seems like now, according to this trailer, and again, it's just a trailer, um, broke the multiverse open and now that he who remains is no longer there that's why they actually were able to do it so right. it ended up seeing it seems like it might have been happening at the same time so when we actually get into this and watch the spider-man movie that it actually will be that dr strange is doing his magic 
at the same time ish right around sure. when sylvie kills he who remains or that variant of he who remains yep. on loki so uh i'm just looking forward I mean, this uh, to me it was like i don't know how there wasn't a lot it was just like it was like two and a half minute trailer and i'm just like oh, i want to watch that now like where is it now so many easter eggs too that's part of why it's the most watched you have to watch it like 50 times to pick up all that i mean some of them are glaring i'm just slow but like i mean they're like that that doctor strange spider suit that he has that's made with some kind of like magic that or whatever but it is but like i was reading that in a breakdown that's pretty cool i mean if we're looking at his ability to like change costumes as he moves through the multiverse i'm totally in and that's maybe a little bit of the uh, the PlayStation Spider-Man peeking in there yes, too. Yes, exactly. And that's the other part. It's like they said that you know the multiverse can can, can technically include Spider-Man video games too because of the it fact that it's totally should. Because yeah. I mean, obviously, what if is an animated show? So it's like there's an animated world, there's real world, there's video game worlds. It's all gonna be in one. Uh, I didn't notice it was snowing. Me. Yes, I didn't. No, know I didn't either. Snowing until like the second or third time. I'm like, wait, it's snowing in the Sanctum Sanctorum? That's weird. Uh, he was wearing yeah. a hoodie. Like Dr. Was, Strange from his fr- from his alma mater. I yeah, like that up because like, I mean that's weird. Yeah, like what the hell? So all that stuff just makes you go. Uh, and with the villains from other universes in this, they're not going to put Doctor Octopus from the original films into this one, and William Defoe from the original films into this one, and not have at least Tobey Maguire in there. So there's been rumors that he's in this film. Exactly. It's actually never been actually put out there. Um, but now that we're seeing the villains from those movies in there, it'd be stupid for them not to have the actual Spider-Mans from those universes. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. I'm, I'm pumped. That might be the one well, back in uh, by December. That might be the one that we actually go rent the theater for. Oh, without a doubt. Even if it's, even one. if it's like $500, we'll yes. just, we'll make it happen. I mean, most places I've actually read online, like uh, the, the, the friends from work podcast have done it before or talked about it before. A lot of places is like 150 bucks. And it's like, if you get, you know, 10 people, I mean, 30 bucks is not, I mean, that's a lot, but like I'm saying like, oh, I don't know what's that. 10 people is 15 bucks a person. Like that's not a lot of money. And if you do it on a time where there's no, like a random time, um, most places will be very happy to get that kind of money uh, to do it, to do that film. So And we can make a whole event out of it. That'd be a blast. And so uh, I'm looking forward to, we'll we'll do some more research on that because that would be fun. I honestly think that'd be really cool to see about doing it live or not live, but watching the movie on opening weekend and then doing a little, like a little recap preview and then do spoilers, spoilers, spoilers when it hits streaming um, uh, back in in January or something like that, but just be like a home, like a first reactions kind of thing. We'll see. Right. It goes and and from there, but um, I think that's only the only news Um, we did see i posted some a werewolf by night is supposedly going to be in a um halloween special on disney plus uh for marvel which is pretty cool um jack kirby's birthday was over the weekend and we lost uh ed ed asner uh the actor who did a bunch of voices for dc and marvel animated films amongst amongst other live action stuff too but on this podcast we focus on comic books so uh that would no, I'm glad sense, you mentioned so. that. I actually, I saw that the other day and was like, Ooh, that's neat. And then I didn't even think to bring that yep. into the comic book thing. And then the other one was uh, quickly, it was funny. This on Saturday, I was working at Orner Brewing Company moving weekend for college at UMaine. And, and uh, I was a little bit slow at moments. So I had my computer out. I was doing a little research for uh, some upcoming posts to put on the Instagram for us, which is at Capes and Tights podcast. And uh, I was like getting ready to post about the Black Panther 2 movie, like scheduling that out. And sure. I realized I was like, Oh, I want to write something. I was like, it's happy that this new movie's coming out, but sad because Chadwick Boseman's not going to be in it. This is going to be crazy. And so I'm like, I wanted to write 
because he passed away in 2000. And I'm like, was it 19 or 20? And so I went to Google it and he had died a year ago on Saturday when I was looking that up. Wow. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? So then I posted a, you know, rest in, rest in honor. You know, it's been a year. Yeah. It was 2020. I was like, it was the weirdest thing that I like, if I would have just done the research on Sunday, it would have been a day after I would have missed it. But because I was yeah. there on that day and it's like, I don't know why I didn't do anything on Instagram or Facebook to the following day. Cause I don't think a lot of us found out until the following day. Like it was the 29th of October, August right. last year that we all found out because it's obviously passed away and his family let us let everybody know on the, on the 29th. Um, Cause they had posted something on the OBC uh, Instagram, my, my thing with, I brought like some black Panther stuff to put on the bar as like right, honoring right. him and stuff like that. And, uh, but it was just kind of funny. I'm like, are you kidding me? That is such crazy luck that I look online the day that as a year anniversary from him passing away. That's synchronicity, man. That means something yeah. good's getting ready to happen here. Yeah. And also like what last week was the, uh, black, I don't know, two weeks ago was the, uh, black Panther, um, t- um, what uh, if star lord episode what if so oh, that's that was cool too. so good yeah. oh it was so good and last week's episode was great too i don't want to get into it because i don't like to spoil it too much for anybody but of course. last week's episode also was amazing it shows the proof that how cool the multiverse is and how cool this what if thing is because yeah. we can watch an entire episode of craziness that you would not yes. normally want to have in the marvel world uh in general so which is pretty cool but so that's what's new. I mean, I don't know what else there is. You don't, you don't know if you saw anything or if you, you know, nothing new beyond that. Like I said, I've been like you mostly obsessed with the Spider-Man trailer. Um, I love that. We're kind of seeing like what might be the sinister six forming up here yes. too, which is pretty cool, which we'll find out tomorrow I mean, um, on my podcast that I'm posting an Apple bonus one, uh, hot comics right now, comics that have increased in value very much. And there's a sinister six tie in on that one too, because of but, thinking that that might happen in the trailer. It's crazy how much yeah. trailers, affect the price of comic books because i yeah. know that the first appearance of abomination a comic book um that comic book skyrocketed in, in value when on shang chi they had a little glimpse of abomination yeah. being in that movie and now with the thought that the sinister sticks could be eventually becoming a thing in sony's spider-man films uh the value of that comic book the first appearance of them skyrocketed yep. and it's like it's crazy it's just a trailer there's no proof yeah. anywhere that they're right. actually going to happen. It, yes, they are. I guess our equivalent in like the trading markets would just be yeah. the trailers must be the big news catalyst that gets everything yeah. pumping. And because if you think the average person's attention span, probably 80% of people got their info from the trailer and the mm-hmm. rest that didn't even look. So, and it's crazy. I mean, they're selling for thousands of dollars yeah. over what they're Nuts. actually valued, the valued at. So it's pretty crazy. So we'll check that out tomorrow uh, on capes and tights as well as a hot comics we do that i'm gonna do that once a month and that's just basically talking about the comic books that have been high in value for the past yeah. 30 days or so which i think that's super so, fun yeah so it's again i don't want to do it. they change weekly but i'm gonna do it at the end of the month it's just because it's a lot to do i don't want to do it every week um <laughs> uh, but let's talk marvel and dc comics yes so that's what we're um, here for that's what we're here for so uh again marvel's better we'll just start with that and but i think adam also agrees with that too before we even get into this we're going to go into this too but Mar- adam also agrees i want to like preface that so people out there listening yes. know Adam also does agree probably mostly that Marvel is better than DC. Um, but for this act uh, or this uh, podcast episode, yep. Adam's going to take the the mantle of saying that DC comics is better in a sense, but we're really just going to talk about yep. the faults and the, the positives and the negatives of each comic book company. Really? Let's be honest. So. Exactly. And, and in their history and they're, like you said, they're both great. I, over the years, Marvel, but like I have a very soft spot in my heart for DC. I mean, my, yep. my real first obsession was Batman and Superman. And as I got older, it made Todd McFarlane kind of, you know, made us all come to Spider-Man. It seems like yes. in our generation and the rest is history. But uh, but I will gladly defend DC. But if I say mean things that hurt people's feelings, just I don't care. 
Yeah. Well, we are actually going to do a fun episode. We're going to probably hurt a lot of people's feelings. We're going to do a little bit of plot hole episode at some point here pretty soon too, with how to, how to kill. I want to, <laughs> I want to title it how to kill a superhero. I think we're going to yeah. call it. And that's going to be the fun episode too. But yeah. Can I, can I give a real quick spoiler on why that yes. happened? Yes. Cause I've been deep diving DC and I, I texted Justin the other night. I'm going to bleep out the expletive, but I was like, man, if anybody could ever figure out to shoot Batman in his effing mouth, this whole story would be over. Because all I could see every single one of those movies was people that can like shoot a penny out of your hand at distance. They couldn't shoot that jackass in the mouth to save their life. <laughs> so, so it'd be fun to figure out those kind of things in a comic book, yes, uh, a movie or, or a character at some point, <laughs> and we'll we'll do our what if. Uh, episode yes. of what if uh, the, the, uh, the the weaknesses were exploited on the thing. So uh, in 1934, DC was introduced as National Allied Publications. And in 46, they changed to National Comic Book Publications and finally became DC in 1977. And DC stands for Detective Comics, which is one of the first comic books that yep. featured Batman. Uh, obviously, they're best known for Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, DC is one of the first two comic book companies in the world, really. Uh, they opened in 1934, uh, like I mentioned before, and with Marvel opening in 1939. Um, yep. So they're just old. Marvel Comics wasn't its original name. Uh, they were first Timely Comics, and then they were Atlas Comics. Uh, and those were many years ago as well. And then... Marvel Comics came into fruition basically when the first Fantastic Four came out and all that stuff. That was all Marvel Comics at the beginning of that. And they're best known, obviously, for Spider-Man, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America. You know, let's goes on sure. and on and on and on. Um, just so everybody knows a little bit, Marvel does own the market share on Marvel Comics versus DC Comics. 34.7% of the market share is Marvel's, with only 27.9% of uh, the market share is DC, with 10%, 10.1% is image comics so they're in third so as you can see why the people call them the big two is because they're drastically above the third oh, place image it's comics insane. uh and that's just by sales so that's not like the value because honestly people call i can can argue right now that image comic books is better than the two of them um because of what they're putting out for quality content and so on uh yeah. with like walking dead and you know something like that like those ones um but the big two, and this is a quarter one, by the way, I just found that online. I just, it's the first place I found it of 2021. So obviously this obviously has been quarter two already sure. and we're in quarter three, but um, so Marvel's still the leader in those. Uh, one of those things people talk about though, is they also have more titles. Like Marvel releases sure. 10, 15 titles a week. Uh, whereas DC is doing the, like the five to 10. And so with more titles being released, which means more issues are out there, which means you can make more money off of it. So obviously they're going to have more market share if they sell more comic books. That's, that's easy. And this is comic books I'm talking about. Like obviously Marvel has far surpassed DC in the market share of movies. Well, God, <laughs> far surpassed the market share of movies. So um, I did. I, I suffered through a lot of movies for you today. <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's the thing. So I think one of the things I'll get into, I just say one of the, like I'll just do a couple like bullet points on why Marvel's always yes. been there for me. Um, sure. Me, it's been Stan Lee uh, created Marvel or create. I say created Marvel. Obviously, the, the, he didn't start the company and he didn't found the company, but he created the Marvel that we know today. He know the characters that we know today. The, the one we talked about last week, the Fantastic Four and X Men. Those are some of his babies. Uh, he created the, the, some of the most iconic characters out there. Um, the only one that I can see that's like one of the most iconic characters in Marvel out there that he didn't create is Captain America. Um, that was right. Joe Simon um, who created that. But he gave us the characters we have now and he gave us the characters we have now in a world that we live in so like adam you right. and i could go to new york city next week and happen to see daredevil or spider-man like we could just he they might right. be there and as a kid 
that's what you want. And that's what you want to believe in. You want to believe that they're actually real and they actually can do things. Uh, you know, we want to believe Santa Claus is real. He's based in the real world. If Santa Claus was based in uh, Metropolis, then we wouldn't believe Santa Claus is coming to our house on Christmas Eve. It's, it's just the way it is. And so um, with Marvel, they were able to put us based in the real story, real world. The other side of that is Stanley gave superheroes problems. They're not perfect yep. human beings or perfect people. Spider-Man had to deal with going to high school, getting acne, having a girlfriend, doing homework, you know, getting, you know, all that stuff you had to deal with and top on top of trying to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And so those things are the ones that made me really, 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 really fall in love with the fact that again, tomorrow I could get bit by a radioactive spider and become a superhero. Whereas right. in the DC side, it's more like I had to be an alien from outer space, you know, the Superman thing, or I had to be a billionaire kid yep. who's parents died and i would be able to buy all the stuff i have um those are the two like big ones you have to be an amazonian woman that is descended from the gods yes and so like marvel seemed like they were more down to earth i mean there is aliens in in marvel there is outer space stuff in marvel of course but it seemed like it was more down to earth it was a lawyer who was blind who became a superhero it was you know there is the billionaire tech genius in iron man there is that um but incredible hulk got gamma radiation got his powers Captain America was was a regular human being when he got given the serum to get the powers. So to me, it was more like as a kid, you you start to love these things. Yeah. And as a kid and a teenager, young adult, it was like you wanted to believe these things as real things that could actually happen. And in that case, Marvel was the one that really grabbed me and made me love it. And sure. honestly, it, it just, I don't know, it just became that. And again, that goes back to Stan Lee. It goes back to the creator. The, the I mean, you, Batman, Superman, all those things. You can't tell me on the DC side of this, one person, a sole person's name that is connected to all of those people. Right. Right. You know what I mean? There's all the, obviously Bob Kane created Batman and all that stuff. And sure. you, you know, the, uh, Schuster and um, oh, I can't remember his name. Siegel. Siegel created Superman. But those are like, they created those two characters, but that's all they created really. Like if you think back exactly. on it, they've created those worlds are the only ones that they created. So like, if you actually think about it, Stan Lee's name is there's not going to be another Stan Lee. There's never yeah. going to be another Stan Lee because no one has that much control over creating that much content and that many people like Stan Lee did, no. did back, back in the day at Marvel. So again, if I had one answer to why, why I like Marvel better than DC, it probably would be Stan Lee. Like it's, it's, yeah. it spoils under that. Then if you Google Stan Lee and find out what he did, then you'd understand why I like Marvel so much. Yep. And that, and that, what Paul at Galactic Comics will always say to me is, uh, oh, he doesn't like DC. I don't dislike DC. I'll tell you that much right now. I just don't like this DC, if that makes any sense. Like, I just don't follow DC. I don't read DC. Sure. I have two DC comic books, the Death of Spider-Man or Superman and The Return of Superman. Those are the only two yep. DC comic books I own. Uh, and that's probably why I like Marvel more. It's, it's part of my life more, so... Which are not worth a fortune for anybody wondering. They're not. They thought they would be. I know. They're not. I, I feel like that's the iconic comic book that everybody's like, I have the death of Superman issue. And you're like, me too, man. Everybody does. It's that like, and Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man number one, the one that came in a, a cellophane yep. package as well, which they printed 1 million copies of. And it's like, yeah, yes. sorry. Do you want to know why The Walking Dead number one is worth so much money? There was 3,000 copies made. Right. Well, that's what we've talked about. My most valuable comics are the early Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics, like the first 30 issues where like, you know, it's, I don't have all of them. I'm just sitting there. They didn't make a lot of them. 
they scrape together money to print them. Like it's like when a company, a corporation prints a million copies of a three dollar yeah. comic book. Obviously, and it's like someone didn't throw it's also said collector's item on the front. So people are gonna collect it and keep it. Of course, it. right. And yeah. so we're buy this like, and never get yes. rid of it. <laughs> Why is Amazing Fantasy 15 worth so much money at first appearance of Spider-Man? It's because people read it and throw it away. It was a periodical. Maybe think of all the parents that threw out their kids' comics. Oh, I mean, God. God bless them for the people that still have it, but um, I actually have a story about that and it'll tie. This is like the perfect segue. It gets there you go. We're getting good at this. We're yeah. getting good at this podcasting. So thing. So what, for me, I had been interested like most kids in comic books. I mean, I bought them at the store. I read them. I was young. I probably had no loyalty. Then I like I was probably somewhere in elementary school. My best friend that I met, his dad was a comic junkie. And so my friend was a comic junkie. But I had this rare thing that his dad loved comics so much that he'd made a deal with Josh that as long as he does his like chores, basically whatever, he would buy him whatever he copies he wanted every week, as long as he got to read them first. So every week, Josh had this massive stack of comic books and we'd read them all. And it was usually DC because his dad was, you know, I mean, and that, I think that's something we can acknowledge. I mean, the older generation, I think, leans towards DC. They yes. remember Superman and Batman, mostly from television and movie. And that's where they gravitate towards. So that's my long story of how I got there with DC and why mm -hmm. that was, that was all when around like Batman and Bane was happening yep. and things were exciting. That was a little bit later, but my friend's dad had action comics. Number one, he had the first appearance of Batman because he was one of those rare ones in his day. He loved comic books and he wasn't mm -hmm. thinking of value, but he loved them. Um, his mom went on a trip, found his, his suitcase full of them, threw them in the trash and used the suitcase for a trip. Oh my God. And he went home to get them one day and was like, is that suitcase still upstairs? And she was like, oh yeah, I just used it for a trip. I just threw those comic books away, but help yourself to it. <laughs> oh uh, my God. That just reminds me of like the episode of The Office where, where, where they throw something in the trash and it goes, like, I just picture like yes. your buddy and like, they're going to the dump and like looking through the trash just to find it. Because even in Action Comic Books number one, oh God. With, a, with a coffee stain on it would be worth <laughs> something. So like, yeah. <laughs> that's so, funny and it's it's true yeah. it's, it's it, it, you know what here's the truth and the comic book podcast talking about this is 99.9 percent .9 of comic books that you have in your closet are worthless there Nothing. are the ones that you're just like oh my god and that's why when we like it's one of the comic book fans dreams is go to a yard sale yeah. flip through someone's 50 cent comic book bin and pull out a comic book that you know for a fact is worth yes. way more than 50 cents offer the person 50 cents for it and then leave and be able to have a comic book worth thousands of dollars that's exactly. the ultimate dream uh for a comic book fan but also the fact that like you said a friend's family member or whatever passes away and it's like oh yeah they've got boxes of comic books in the attic and you go through it you're like oh my god what oh, is here yeah and so, uh, but that's pretty funny. So the DC thing that's, is, uh, yeah, I can understand that the DC side of it being that the Adam West Batman, so it's iconic. Let me, I mean, let me preface this for a second. Most yes. people who are into comic books today, like right now, 2021, why they're into comic books is because of TV and movies. Yes. Um, they they got introduced to the comic books, and maybe they're now buying comic books every week. Maybe they're on a pull list every week. Maybe they have a reserve list every week at a comic book store. But they started because of Iron Man or or, or yes, or, exactly or Avengers, um, or Dark. One even to piggyback on that, let's. I mean, that, I, since this is what I'm supposed to be doing now, go back a little bit further. Is like, you know, there's a lot. You'll hear it in the DC like circuit all the time, where people are like, yeah, but like all of the ideas at Marvel were taken from DC, which isn't true. What they mean no. is DC came, started a few years earlier, and now full stop. 
without Superman, without Batman, without that platform, maybe the Marvel stuff wouldn't have taken off. But that's not a reflection on the quality of the Marvel stuff or it being derivative or, I mean, if if we're talking things being derivative, then all superheroes are derivative and so it doesn't matter. But in that sense, yeah, I mean, I see it, right? Jared, I mean, Siegel and Schuster are, they're, they're Jewish. They're, they're, they're writing at a time when immigration is big in the United States. A lot of immigrant communities are trying to find their sense of self, their sense of place. And bigger with Superman, they're trying to find like, hey, I know I'm this like immigrant guy and like, I, I don't have the power to change everything, but I wish I did. Mm-hmm. And if I did, this is what it would be like. And I think there's something in that, though, that's huge, even to later comics, and that is they do it by creating this person that has all the power. They can destroy the world in any time they want to, and they never do. Mm -hmm. Later, we get into darker stuff. Early Superman, though, I mean, he always does the right thing. So we're seeing this kind of plea for some kind of morality to say, like, hey, let's use this power we have to do good things. I know we can destroy entire countries. We've done it let's do something different. And so in that, I've always thought Superman had really, really powerful beginnings for a lot of people. Yes. And, but still suffers that problem of ultimate power. And I mean, that's always going to be what the Superman argument comes down to. He is a God, right? Yes. And he's a God that can only be stopped by a weird glowing green rock, which come on, that's the biggest, like, you know, Dave's ex machina in history, right? I mean, (laughs) anybody can be like, what are you? I am an unstoppable God. Unless I encounter pollen, allergies kill me, man. Well, that's just stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, so anyway, so that was my quick way of launching us into like ways we see them then handling these characters later, right? Because Superman gets harder over the years. He gets Mm -hmm. harder to grapple with as other superheroes that don't have powers like his start to emerge. And DC plays with that a lot in later years. Yes. They imagine the Superman that takes himself out of the world because he's the problem. Well, and that's what he came down to. They had to, they had to do an episode, a, a movie on DCEU of uh, Batman v Superman. It had to be Batman versus Superman. It couldn't be Superman versus a villain because there wasn't very many options to do that for. And that's why in any of the comic book movies we see, when they were making the Avengers movie, it was like one of the original thoughts for the Avenger movies was the Avengers versus Hulk. Because right. that Hulk was going to be your big bad in a sense, because they had to figure out what the Avengers like. How do you make these this group of powerful people not be able to beat someone so simply and easily? Right. Like, and the truth of the matter is, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Hawkeye, and and Black Widow could easily beat Loki. Easily, yep. it's and just I- they had to make it a way that that was like to make it so there was an actual battle that could happen. And that's where the Chitari got involved, and you know, yep. and the whole big bad being Thanos and the, and the gauntlet. Thanos by himself without the gauntlet isn't that powerful. It's no. the gauntlet that made him powerful. And so, like, they had to figure a whole thing out. And they're having that big bad. And I said that one of the thoughts was the Hulk versus the, the Hulk at some point does get banished because he is yep. crazy and, and destroys a bunch of things and so on. So sure. they end up that that could be the way they do it. And they banish him and so on. And obviously it also could tie into the fact that Marvel doesn't own the distribution rights to Hulk. So they're like, how do we put Hulk in this movie and then banish him off? So we know where he is and not involved in another movie for a while. Right. And so that was one of the thoughts behind that, the, 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 the oh. thing. And he obviously ends up doing that. They end up using yeah. that as a storyline at some point. Um, but yeah, the, the, the idea that the all powerful thing, you have to find someone for them to fight. Yeah. That's not equally as powerful. It's, 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 I think it maybe interestingly just kind of like hit the nail on the head is something we could look at between DC and Marvel. And that, yeah. okay, man, let's just take Hulk as the example of like, what do you do with this thing? Like, he's 
indestructible right yep. and in the dc marvels people would always be like oh hulk versus superman like okay yep. whatever but the d- difference like you said versus like kryptonite versus this horribly tortured guy who doesn't have control of the monster and so that is not like this out of nowhere explanation the hulk can say no dude i'm yep. out and yes. he and there's no hulk but the flip side is there could also be the hulk and no bruce banner Yes. And so there we have that actual battle like laid out for you in a character, which is how do you control this thing? Which one are you? Are you Hulk yes. or are you Bruce Banner? And there right? was a time at the very beginning, Hulk was created as a Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing, yeah. where too it was like at night he became a werewolf kind of thing, where at night he became Hulk and, yeah. and, and it was during the day. Then eventually became when he got mad, he turned into it. Then eventually became he could do it on on will. And now in the Immortal Hulk series that Fifty Issues just came out is that he was tortured by many different versions of Hulk and Banner yeah. and all that stuff and 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 craziness where he actually is immortal and he cannot die. He shot himself as Bruce Banner and then oh, when he no, went to bed yeah. at night he, he wakes turned up. into the Hulk and wakes up and all that stuff. Yeah. So Hulk is indestructible. Indestructible. Yeah. And it's funny how you mentioned the the Superman versus Hulk thing because they did back in 1977 event. First time ever in the history of these companies, which is funny because it wasn't until 1977 until it was DC Comics before it was National Allied or right. Comics Publications, um, is that Superman's battle was not a versus anybody who's the all-powerful. It was against your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The first ever crossover comic book between these two big companies was Superman versus Spider-Man. Um, yep. And that was the funny thing is that Spider-Man 100% can be beat by Superman. I'm sorry. I'll admit it as a Marvel fan. Yep. Spider-Man has no contest against Superman. Yep. None, unless Spider-Man has but, webs of Krypton or uh, Kryptonite. I mean, exactly Kryptonite webbing. It would have to be, and of course, that would work perfectly. But my God, man, like the Kryptonite thing. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a rage about this when we get to it because I just dove through a lot of Superman movies yeah. and Batman movies, and like the the one thing I I loved the Zack Snyder version of Batman versus Superman. Yes, so far that's about it of the ones i've watched well, well that's um, the whole thing about the whole the stack zach snyder thing is why they didn't let him just do all of it like zach snyder yeah. is a great movie maker he has great eyes the camera angles when you know if anybody's seen the snyder cut or actually sorry it's actually the official name is zach snyder's justice league you gotta say it by the right yes. name you can't call it the snyder cut yeah. it's actually zach snyder's justice yes league. Four hours is too long, but that movie yes. probably could be done in three hours with some some yep. purposeful cuts, and it would have been it's far better than Josh Whedon's uh, Justice League. Oh my uh, God! I mean, Batman, Batman versus Super Snyder Snyder version is far better than the original. Like it's just there is right. I feel the Zack Snyder ones like it, we're doing what I was just saying about, and maybe that's one of the divisions in the two companies is like DC likes to do these really very in your face moral tales. Yes, that are that are couched in our which is weird right because they actually have metropolis and stuff but that are couched very much in like our day-to-day current events yes and so what i found watching the movies and rereading some of my old comics is dc doesn't give me the escapism that i'm looking for because it reminds me of all of the horrible shit that is going on in the world and that's not why i go to comic books i loved superman versus batman but you know, like that was an exploration of like the nature of power and how it's used and morality and where those two meet and whether there is a real sense of order or not and all of these big questions. And I don't want that. Like, I don't, Marvel does great stories that have lessons too, but I don't have to consider what a piece of shit person I am and what a crap world I live in 
while I'm learning it because that's why I'm going to comic books, right? And sometimes there's a time for that. Walking Dead is a heavy, dark comic book too. There's times that's what I want. Yes. But with DC, it's always like, it's hard because it's a man dressed like a bat. It, so it's, to me, it becomes as a, as a Marvel fan, as a person, again, on the Marvel side of this, is that it's also hard for me to follow Batman. So, so the, uh, the, um, the similarities and the comparisons are always uh, Batman and Iron Man, right? I mean, that's the, that's the like DC's sure. version totally of Batman different, and though. Iron yep. Man is, yeah, but they're Completely both billi- billionaire people who have no powers to have some sort of suit that helps them do things. But here's my whole thing. As you mentioned a, when we, a little while ago about the shooting him in the face, um, when Iron Man has a suit made out of metal and he falls, there's metal to help protect him from mm-hmm. Things and obviously this metal and this uh, stuff is probably at some point a little stronger than other metals that are out there. Sure. Um, uh, Batman wears a leotard, and you know there are bulletproof and all that stuff too. But I just feel like there's just not enough protecting this well, this guy, this billionaire person out there um, from falling from far up and having this. That uh, Tony Stark himself is weak. He's got boosters. In his thing, your shoot yes. to, to fly and to punch and stuff like that. Like huge why, difference there too, right? Batman had to like go away and study to be like the world's best martial artist, and like those are great first world privileges. Yes. But like, you know, I, I, I'm gonna agree with you. I, the Iron Man one is way more of what would happen. It's like, hey, I'm super rich and I'm gonna create this awesome suit and I'm gonna go on stage and be like, what's up, y'all? I mean, Batman's just an angry, murderous alcoholic. He's really dangerous. He should be yes. arrested. He should be in jail. Yes. Maybe the comics have explored that many times too. He, he's really not a good guy. No. Like if he, like, I mean, may, I don't know, but like, you know, I imagine him as Bruce Wayne being like way more nefarious too than they point him out yes. to be. I mean, well, where he's they, just billionaire playboy. I'm like, yeah. he would be a horrible, horrible CEO. Well, what is it with the whole, um, when, when, when Iron Man, again, this is where I'm going to talk about movies here, but when Iron Man comes back from, from the middle East, he gets saved and, uh, you know, becomes and eventually, and also you, I don't know if anybody knew this, but the I am Iron Man scene at the very end of that movie was not actually going to be said at the end of that movie. It was written and it was filmed way after the end of huh. that movie when they came back and said, this is what we should do. And they ended up changing the end of that movie to say, I am Iron Man was actually not in the original script, which is pretty cool. Um, but that he wanted to, as a weapons manufacturer company, wanted to stop making weapons because he wanted to change the world for good. Right. Right. Um, and he wanted to become a better person. Whereas I feel like Batman just wanted to avenge the, per- the death of his parents. Like he wanted to just. Well, go and there and- I mean, I mean, you, I'm sure, agree with me, but I always thought too that Bruce Wayne could be doing so much more good as Bruce Wayne than yes. as Batman. The Batman obsession is clearly all his problem because could he solve, the man. Uh- Solve Metropolis or uh, Gotham's problems with all of his money, all the money Gotham, that he's pouring into himself. Gotham should be the safest city in the world. And the fact that it's not is all you need to know about Batman <laughs> because he's sitting in a cave dressed up like a bat. And meanwhile, he's like the richest guy on the planet. Tony Stark's out there throwing his money around, man, yes. everywhere he goes. And everybody knows he's Iron Man. Everybody. Yes. He loves it. He eats it up. He goes on TV and does interviews because that's what would happen, right? Yeah, it, it, it's it, and so those are those things that so back to the to, to rewind a second though is why people are into DC more than Marvel for the longest time was because of the 1960s uh, or the Adam West yeah. Batman because it was on TV and people yeah. could see it and now it's because Marvel Cinematic Universe is taking over the world and that's probably I mean think about it, they've been around DC's been around longer uh, both on uh, in, in life and in the movie screen TV screen. Yeah. Because I put on an OBC on Saturday, I put on the 1990 uh, Captain America movie, which was one of the first, oh, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, horrible movie. Um, it's funny too because it because it's in the same genre and the same um time period. The next movie to play was the Nick Fury movie with uh the, um yeah. What the hell's his name from Baywatch? Uh, um, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff is Nick Fury. <laughs> uh, that played next. I'm like, well, back to back awful God. Marvel movies. But um, the fact that they've been around longer and they've been on the TV longer and they still are struggling to figure out how to make it on good TV stuff. What I will say is that a Marvel fan and I always give credit to is the animation side of DC is far superior until now. I think Marvel's going to contend. Yeah. Marvel's now created a Marvel studio animation studios now in the MCU with a person heading it up. And, and this new what if series amazing. is amazing. Uh, and then the spider verse stuff yeah. is amazing. So Marvel yeah. is going to contend in the animation department, but DC has for a long time been oh, stellar at animation. They've been able to get the voices to voice them. Mark Hamill doing Joker. Yes. And things like they've they've been able to kill it in the animation sector of um of of the movies, but those are small market. I'm sorry, you have to be a huge fan of 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 DC to even know that they exist. Like I have 15 or 20 of them on my on my server right now that I've gotten that are that are I haven't even got a chance to watch them all. But you have to be in the know. Whereas like Shang Chi is the people who don't like comic books are going to go see Shang Chi on Friday. Because it's just a movie about action right. and, and 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 you know and, and fun and stuff like that. So DC has just gotten have been lagging a little bit on the on the being out and, and being easily accessible to, to the yeah. consumer. Whereas Marvel's, I think that's one of the reasons why they have thirty five percent of the market share is because they've been able to be easily accessible to, yes. to the consumer um, in more recent times with making movies, blockbuster movies, things like Disney Plus, and so on. So I, I think that that that's. DC could come. They could be there. They could do something. Yep. And, and and we talked about it on the on the on the comic book movies episode with Josh, uh, which was basically the idea that Marvel has the Marvel Cinematic Universe is awesome. Screw it, DC. Don't do a DC universe. Just make badass films that don't connect to each other. That are non-canon. Yes. That yeah. start and end. Great. Which would awesome. set them apart, right? I mean, that's the thing. Do their thing, okay. but I. I it, it, I the think that anybody is- that doesn't realize, though, that when you it, it's so divided that that entirely different versions of the movie are coming out that your fan base is splitting off for, you've got like major problems. Yes, I mean Absolutely. the fact that there's the Zack Snyder Justice League. Yeah, I mean that's and, just and that- again you have to be in the know on that. Yeah, like if you don't, what the hell? Like if you could just stumble on Zack Snyder and you're like a four hour DC movie. Holy yep. smoke. I thought three hour infinity war Endgame was long. Yeah. Like a four hour DC movie, a three hour. Yeah, but DC what movie. if you, what if you stumble on that movie though? And it's four hours, but you're like, wow, DC yeah, is amazing. Should... And then you realize that's the non-canon four hour version that you just watched. I would and... never watch a DC movie again, ever. And then, then you go out and watch a different movie. You're like, Oh God, this is horrible. No, um, they, they, they're coming and I think they can do it. I think they can get there. I, I do think that I, what I will say also is I feel like in a Marvel side of it, not just the movies, but in the Marvel side of the individual characters, when you go to your local comic book shop on Wednesdays to pick up new titles, they, they focus on a wide variety of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like you go in there and you're like, the Avengers are here and then you've got Wiccan and you've got Iron Man has a, a title and Venom and Spider-Man and all that stuff. When you look at the, the, the DC rack of that, or even DC movies, it's, Superman, Batman, Joker, and Harley Quinn. That, like that's who the characters are that DC is yep. just, they're pushing all their effort, well, a, all their money into those four characters. And there's yep. there have hundreds Everywhere. of characters on their, ro- yep. their roster and yep. they don't go with them. Yep. They put all their in eggs fact, in one basket. 
I wanted to be fair since I'm the defender, but my brother-in-law is a diehard DC fan. So I yeah. texted him yesterday and I was like, and I'm not, I'm not calling Johnny out here. He's a huge, huge, has been forever DC fan. But uh, I just, this fits so perfect with what you just said. So I yeah. was like, hey, uh, I'm going to do this thing tomorrow. Like you should defend DC for me. And his first answer was easy. Superman and Batman, mic drop. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's actually pretty representative of, of DC Comics. And I don't mean that as a criticism. They are, a, they are a Batman, Superman powerhouse. That's what they are. And then I said, defend the movies. And he said, Dark Knight, best comic book movie ever. I, of course, that's debatable. Good movie, though. I, I will, I'll say Knight. it's up there. It's definitely up there. It's the best uh, DC movie there is, for sure. Without a doubt. Um, then he makes a broad claim. Historically, the best, all of the best comic movies have been DC. I got to give Johnny a thumbs down yeah. on that one. But I, I get the feeling, though. Um, Super, Superman is the ultimate superhero. I mean, I don't disagree. That's yeah, also correct. the problem, is yeah. that it, it's basically a comic book about God, unless the screen rock is around. That's so, it, like, yeah. The ultimate superhero with the stupidest weakness. Yes. And <laughs> then this the one, I don't superhero. know. You think I'd the ultimate superhero you. don't have a weakness. Just don't have yeah. a weakness. Oh, get it. Just have him yeah. be the ultimate superhero. Forget it. Yeah. That's it. That's your comic book. World peace. Everything's fine. Yep. Like, but, uh, and then I think a lot of the storylines are DC ripoffs. That's a big, big, big thing you hear in the DC community. Well, it goes but both I'm, ways on that too, though. It, I think it the, as, it as it progresses does. throughout the history, it does. But oh yes. my gosh. Watch one of the documentaries and about yes. five minutes in, all you'll see is that they're, they're starting to battle with each other. So I, that's not an untrue statement. I agree. And his question though, was was the whole multiverse thing introduced by DC or Marvel first? Ooh, that I don't, I can't give you a title. There is a, there's, they both have one. And the, cause I mean, the multiverse for, for Marvel really has been around since 2000, really. And in the comic book side of it, it's only been 2000. So like, yeah. if you think about the actual idea, cause there was two multiverses, it was the ultimate universe and the regular universe. Exactly. So, so the correct of the matter is it probably was DC. Um, but again, but here's the issue with me. The whole thing about it is, like I said, like when I go to, so one of the complaints that some people do to me is like, is the, is the 23 movies or 24 movies of, of, of phase or um, the infinity saga, just one long movie in right. a sense. Some people argue the fact that it's just, it's a TV show and it's a bunch of different episodes that just, you know, like we you know, like on the walking dead in like season eight or seven, there's like each episode focused on one character. And it was like, that's basically the same way the multi or the, uh, uh, the infinity saga was, it was just each episode of the, of yeah. the series just focused on one character. Um, but like I said, though, if you go back on it, yes, re more recently, they've talked about Aquaman, which has been a hated DC character for years. And now there's, a, the one, fish, it's, the, it's the most valid. I think it's the one in the DCEU. It's the one that's made the most money. Um, but then you, like I said, so I, I, I didn't do that. So I said, Superman, you have Batman, you have, uh, I'll add in Wonder Woman for your heroes on that. And then Joker sure. and Harley Quinn are like the villains that you hear the most about. Um, and that's it. So that's like, that to me is like, I understand. Yeah. But if you're having a multiverse in a universe that has five people that you want to talk about in it, and then your B yeah. characters that go around with it. I mean, Mar Marvel's been able to do, again, every single movie has five well, or six I think people we, in it. We saw that in the, um, if you look again, we're talking about like Snyder, versions versus other versions yeah. and like you know what we see is Zack snyder is bringing in these other characters yes. right there's i mean we've got cyborg coming mm -hmm. in and you know not a huge character that everybody knows and so 
Marvel did that too, but they went with it. And like, man, you look at the final cuts of the DC movies, they cut everything out that isn't Batman, Superman. And I mean, they cut Green Lantern for the most part out of the movies. I think there's a scene where we see them in like a flashback yeah. or something. So we've lost the Green Lantern core. That's huge. And we've lost every other character you try to bring in. Like you said, we're back to Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Like over hey. and over and over and over. And that's probably not like, uh, I'd say DC, like it's a real thing. DC as a universe is a real thing. It's probably not their fault. So I have a difference in, in ownership of companies too. So you think about sure. Warner Brothers has owned DC or they didn't buy DC because they they were, it was like a weird like merging of a bunch of companies back in the day. They've owned basically since like 1950 something, Warner Brothers has owned DC. But as it progressed, Warner Brothers is a parent company to DC Comics. Right. Um, so Warner Brothers is a movie studio. And they've been making movies for years and years and years. And when you look back at it, it's profit loss. It's a company. Right. You're making movies to make money. That's what you're doing. Yep. They look at the characters, a list of characters, and they go, why would we take a risk on this character? We're going to just go with this character because it's a proven moneymaker. And that's why exactly. there's been a ton of Batman movies. That's why there's and been- And in all fairness, like we've said, a ton of Spider-Man movies. I mean, those iconic characters correct. are, are correct. huge. I mean- Correct. But the idea that, uh, you know, one of the things I laughed about was this, Ben, how many, so there's been the Batman movies with uh, back in the uh, older days, the 90s, right? Yep. The Batman movies. Yep. We had there's our Batman Michael TV Keaton Batman. There's Batman TV shows. There was the Batman movies in the 90s, 80s and 90s. There was um, the Dark Knight trilogy, yep. right? There was Batman versus Superman, which I consider a Batman mm -hmm. and a Superman film, if you think about it. And oh, then you absolutely. have this new new Batman movie coming out. So there's five, five or six, plus you have the animated films and all this other stuff too, of renditions of Batman. So Superman, I feel like they haven't given enough credit to over the yeah. past couple of years. Like they made this Man of Steel, which was the, hopefully the beginning of this whole multiverse yeah. or this whole universe thing. And then they added him to the Batman versus Superman. And then he was partly in, I was in Justice League. Where's yeah. the next Superman movie? Why are we making a new Batman movie all of a sudden when they, we had the most successful batman trilogy in dark knight let that resonate right. for a while and then let's where's a superman movie where's the next superman movie coming out why are and, we not doing henry, the superman i think henry cable does an amazing, oh, amazing. Superman. incredible amazing. um and, 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 and you know and i mean and johnny's gonna get mad at me right now i there's nothing i hate more in the entire world than ben affleck as anything let alone yes. as batman but henry cable like i and that's a hard role to fill, man, especially after the Christopher Reeves years. And I mean, Henry Cable kills it, kills it. And I will say He's one of the things, a fight for Marvel all day long is casting. And we talked about it on the comic book yeah. movies episode is casting the casting of a character like, like having Ben Affleck play, play um, Batman at this time in his career was a yes. Ben Affleck's going to help sell the movie. That's all it was. That's all it was. Ben Affleck can be good at other things. I like things like The Accountant, and mm -hmm. I liked those kind of movies. Cool. Awesome. Gone Baby. Uh, Gone Girl was great. Oh, it's fantastic. But, but Ben Affleck as Batman, you should have gotten someone who is a not no name, but someone who hasn't done a lot and isn't an A-list character. When they're the, the Batman coming yep. out with What's-His-Face from uh, Twilight. Um, um, yeah, um, yes, the, that guy. Yeah. But he's going to be the Batman, and I think that actually was a great casting. People gave him shit because he was on Twilight, and now he's going to be Batman. But he's Robert Pattinson? Yes, but he's basically okay. only known from Twilight. So it's the same thing that Marvel's mm -hmm. been able to do with all – look back at most of their characters. It wasn't until more recently yeah. until they've actually grown this thing to the point where they actually can say, oh, yeah, some of these major league characters just want to be like, I just want to be in a Marvel movie. 
I don't care. The Angelina Jolie being in, in, in Eternals is because she wants to be in a Marvel movie. It has nothing to do with right. her they're trying to get her like, to sell the movie. Like you said, Robert Pattinson's a great choice because other than Twilight 2, he does a lot of art house films. He, he did right. The Lighthouse recently. He's a killer actor that just isn't over known yet, which you said is huge because when I look at every new Batman movie, all I see is Ben Affleck as Batman. Yep. I don't, it, like, not, there's no Bruce Wayne about it. I'm like, oh, look, Ben Affleck looks really weird in a bat costume. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I'm sorry, I, could anybody else tell he was like hugely out of shape? Yes. Like in those movies. My God, man, like his face was poofing yeah. out of the Batman mask. So I will tell you right now, Ben Affleck as, as Batman is almost as bad as Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Oh, God. But see, but what I give the Marvel credit for, and I won't ever give credit for those films, but Daredevil was horrible. Elijah was horrible. All the Punisher movies then were bad. Ghost Rider was bad. I'll tell you right now, that was a bad era for, for Marvel movies. However, what I will say is Ben Affleck was still not Ben Affleck when he was Daredevil. He was getting- No, 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 no. And so like the same thing when they were hired him, they hired like, so if you look at Marvel's side of it, they hired Robert Downey Jr. who was basically out of Hollywood. No one wanted to touch him with a 10-foot pole because they were afraid of his, uh, his uh, alcoholism and his drug habits, yes, right? Yeah. Um, they hired John Favreau, who was a no-name director, really, to direct that movie. Yep. Right. Uh, uh, the first Hulk movie was Edward Norton. Again, they probably used that, but again, he was Edward Norton from Fight Club. But really, what else was Edward exactly. Norton really known for him? Uh, yeah. But then they Paul Bettany. I, he was as, a good as, Bruce Banner too. Yes, I loved it. I, I wish he was I still loved there. It. Loved it. Anyway, sorry. But Paul Bettany was basically out of Hollywood. He thought he was never going to get a role again. He's now the Vision. Um, the the Olsen sister, right. the the uh, the non named Olsen person <laughs> from yep. from Full House is is that. I mean, so you look at. It, I mean, Jeremy Renner, yep. yes, probably a character that was known pretty well in, in Hollywood at that time. But again, not your you're not hiring Morgan Freeman to play. Right a star character in a movie you're not hiring brad pitt you're not hiring yeah. i would say know. honestly if there's one character in the marvel universe that's always stuck out to me it's samuel l jackson as yes. nick fury because but all also, i can see it's samuel l jackson you i can't see anybody but samuel l jackson he's such an icon like but it's also he doesn't play a major character like he's a major character but he's not like yes, the star of the movie exactly exactly and so he, he just signed a bunch of deals so that's the other thing i always complain about and again if marvel or dc wish wants to own up to the fact that they're not going to have an extended universe that's connected in every movie's connected and it's not just one-off one-shot movies yep. they're going to do that great but if they're not going to do that let's start casting some people for multiple yep. films because yep. the that guy who played the flash in um justice league isn't playing the flash in the flash movie right and I know. The guy who played Batman in the Justice League movie is not going to play the Batman in the new The Batman movie. And so it's like, no. it, it, you're going to do this. It's not that hard to sign some people on for three movie deals. People will do it. Find the right person. They got and people I to think, sign up for Marvel movies for seven, eight movies. Like, come Well, on. that's just it. And, and I'm not, like I said, I, I have a feeling for me at least, and that I think probably for a lot of other people, that's why that ship has sailed. Like, I don't want a multiverse from DC at this point. At this point, it just looks lame if you try to do it because you've lost that battle. And the attempt that was done was just the messiest thing I've ever seen. And like, this is fresh off watching. I watched like 11 hours of DC movies yesterday. And back to back like that, they are shocking. Batman versus Superman, I was riveted the whole time. Wonder Woman, I was like, this isn't bad. No. But I was, but I feel it starting to slip. But that wasn't a you know, Snyder version of anything. And then I watched the Hollywood release of Justice League. I've never seen it before because, well, I just haven't seen it. I had no reason. That 
was the hottest pile of steaming garbage yes. I have ever seen in my life. They made Superman and Batman stupid. And yes. if you can make Superman and Batman stupid, you have jumped the shark, like, completely. And I give credit. Firefly was an amazing series. And so was uh, the Avengers of Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon is an unbelievable person in Hollywood. Yes. He screwed that movie up. I'm hey, sorry. And big if, time. If, I haven't watched the full Justice League, uh, the, the yep. Zack Snyder's Justice League yet. I've watched pieces of it and, and read some articles on it. I just listened to a podcast reviewing it. And they say that when you watch the Zack Snyder cut and you realize what was cut from the yes. movie to make that movie, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're like, who in Hollywood was like, yeah, let's get rid of that. That doesn't work. And you put in whatever else they recorded. In Somebody like, gets paid to do that. Somebody gets paid to do that. It's like Batman the versus Superman when everybody both found out each other's mom's name were Martha and the world, everything just stopped. Like, oh my God, my mom's name is Martha too. It was like, who in Hollywood said that was a good thing to do? World <laughs> said, peace. All of a sudden, we both have the same mom name and everything's okay now. Everything was hunky-dory. Let's help find our moms. Like, jeez and crow. Like, that's, that's the stuff I don't see ever happening. Yes. And you know what? Here's the deal. There's going to be a swing and a miss again, Marvel. There's going to be a swing and a miss. Uh, there's, no, there's no possible way. You know, when the Celtics were winning so many championships in the 70s, 80s, 70s and 80s, like, they won so many championships. At some point, they weren't going to win. At some right. point, this – and the Patriots, for example, they won how many championships in so many years? They had to eventually swing and miss. And this is of what's going to happen with Marvel. At some point, there's going to be a swing and a miss. But I still think a swing and a miss from Marvel is going to be better than the home runs yeah. for DC and some of the home runs they get. DC, unfortunately, is throwing, throwing money and names at their projects. And I think you hit the nail on the head, which is like, suck it up, get some new directors, get some new actors, get some yeah. new talent. Know that those movies aren't going to be the summer blockbuster, but they're going to start building interest. And like I said, I really am not interested in the multiverse at this point, but yeah. like the big name thing clearly isn't doing it. And you know why they continue making those kind of movies in the way the movies, because they're making money. Oh, of course, those of movies, course. Those movies are tons of money. Tons They're of money. profitable, so why not do it? Why why I, they never created a second version of whatever movie it ever is because they lost money on it? It's because they lost money on it. When right. you make money on something, even there was a Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Okay. Yep. People go, why the hell was there a Paul? It was it's horrible, by the way. Uh, because the first one's funny. I think it's cute. It's a little, it's a little off the wall, but like Paul Blart, why did they make a second one? Because the first one made money. So the, the first one made one, money. Yes, it did. And it probably did. My yeah. point is like why they make a second movie of a movie that wasn't very good is because it yep. makes money. If it makes money, they're going to try to reprint that and do it again. If the second movie breaks even or barely makes any money, they won't make a third one. But if the second one makes a bunch of money, why the Fast, yep. Fast and the Furious have nine movies? Because every one of them has made money for them. And they will stop making Fast and the Furious a movies lot of money. when they stop making money. And yes. that's the way it is. There was nine Saw movies. You know what I mean? There's there was yep. there was like actually like six paranormal activity movies. Oh yeah. I never thought they'd make more oh, than one of those movies. Find any of those horror movies. If you get an ounce attraction in a horror movie, there's gonna be 12 sequels every it's day insane. of the week. Insane. So so they're gonna continue making more DC movies that kind of go, what the hell were they doing? Because you're yep. gonna look at the numbers and it cost them a hundred million dollars or two hundred million dollars to make it, and they made a billion. And that's why they're gonna continue making those movies. And exactly. that's the benefit that DC gets off of Spider-Man or Superman and Batman is that when those two names are in the movie, it's automatically going to attract people to go see it. Yep. And I think another thing to look at as we keep like the DC thing, Marvel is very willing to like reinvent their characters. Yep. Like they understand times change. They understand, you know, my thing I always think is like, you know, Batman started out originally for the time, a dark comic for the time. 
Um, and of course it got absolutely destroyed in the whole comics code authority thing. And so boom, overnight we have kind of ridiculous, funny Batman, but without ridiculous, funny Batman, there would be no Batman today. And anybody that tells me otherwise, that's a, that's a lie. The Adam West Batman is why we have Batman. Correct. Yeah. So part of me thinks sometimes like maybe it's time to reinvent a bit more fun Batman, less yeah. of like the brooding alcoholic murderous rage, barely under control guy. Why does he need to be that anymore? That was Frank Miller, man. And God, I love Frank Miller comics. That's, that's it's an angry vibe to yeah. everything he makes. Maybe we don't want that anymore. Nope. Well, it's funny because Deadpool 2 pulled that out. And Deadpool 2, he goes, Wow, that was dark. Or is this a Batman yeah. or a DC universe? Exactly. And that was back to what we said at the beginning with the movies, where I like, by the time I'm done, I'm like, that was good. But man, I feel like a terrible human being. Thanks for that. I need to do drugs and drink alcohol right now. <laughs> like it's like this movie's making me very depressed. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, but that's the truth. It, it, all the Batman movies are dark. I just picture in my mind if you had to pick a color, just to pick a color that associates with one of the two movies, the the things. Obviously, I pick red and yellow and green. All these bright, vibrant colors for Marvel. DC and I picture is black, black and dark blue and purple yeah. for DC because of the way that you just yeah. look at the pictures, look at the images of from the movies, even Aquaman. Who in the comic book wears a bright orange and bright green outfit? Yes. In the comic book or in the movie, the movie is dark and it's raining and it's seas are roaring and it's like yep. you had to go to this dark, deep place that they're not gonna get. I so uh, well I'll throw a little shout out to uh, Scott um, and um, his wife and, and his daughter Claire that comes in to own a brewing company yep. on a regular basis. There, uh, Scott's a listener to the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, Scott, and, and supporting us. But um, Claire. Uh, is a uh, younger kid who can watch Guardians of the Galaxy, can watch yep. Ant-Man and, and the Avengers and all those movies because they're lighter hearted. There's some serious things that go on and there some things that you have to, there's some issues you have to deal with. And some of them might go over some of the younger people's heads, but let's be honest, in some of these DC movies, oh God, they're That's not what I'm laughing at. It's like thinking like, hey dear, we're going to sit down tonight and watch the Zack Snyder cut of Batman versus Superman. It's a reflection on all of society's ills and the way that power is manipulated and used to exploit the powerless. Doesn't that sound really fun? Or you can sit down cool. and watch a, a raccoon and a guy and, and, and uh, you know, and Korg and, and Thor, and you can watch yes. Fat Thor and th you just, it's, Complex are, are, are like so there are some like we talked about the walking dead you cannot do the walking dead without being dark and grungy and, oh. and gross and and, and and powerful but you can do thor as a funny fat thor yes. and yes why of not course you can that way so of course you can and i think thor maybe that's God. brilliantly is maybe that marvel has realized before dc that what they're doing is fiction yes. and they can do whatever they whatever want they to do want. DC is just has this like like you said it's like we have two things that it all revolves around and we can never change it and I'm starting to lose interest. Yes, I mean they've done it with Superman. They've had every version of Superman that's less powerful, more powerful. He's angry. He's happy. He's a hermit. He's whatever the hell you want him to be. But that's still because we can't grapple with the fact that, like I said, it's what do you do with this guy? I love him. I love Superman. Yes, but what it doesn't fit into my world. No. There is no. no singular force out there short of like i said a god then mm -hmm. that doesn't play in my day-to-day -day no. life like and i think it's that i like superman as a character as, as a per when they started with him like the fact that he can wear his glasses as clark kent and no one knows who he is yep. uh it's fun i like playing with that i like the idea that that in the world we live in today that would never have flown yes. 
just because you take your glasses off, all of a sudden I know where you look like a different person. No one knows who you are. You're not Superman. I like that. It's fun. It's make believe. It's cool. Um, I like the, the fact what I don't like is, like I said, what I will say, one of the biggest things to recap a little bit about my Marvel love is that, that there's no such thing as metropolis. There's no such thing as Gotham. These places don't exist. They're not real places. They're fake places. And they still don't have fun with the fact that they're fake places. They still try to treat them as their New York city, as their Chicago. Do do to them whatever you want. That's the thing. Like, yeah. And so those are the things that I don't like. Yeah, no, and I get, I mean, it's, I get it. It's a different kind of writing. And I think you just get locked into those different, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like kind of tropes with your yes. comic books. But, um, but yeah, it, it's funny that now that this is happening kind of with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC, because I remember sitting with my friends all talking about this stuff. Yeah. You did too, for years where you would just be like, that's cool, but like, man, like Batman always does this. Or like you said, why don't they just shoot him in the mouth? Or like whatever you're joking about, but like- Well, well why, haven't they, why haven't they done killed Joker? Yeah. Why haven't they found a way to lock up Joker that he never gets out again? Yep. Like the Joker now, Batman thing is always a thing and it's always, oh man, I've got to go save the world from Joker again because he's gotten out of Arkham Asylum. And he, well, here, there, you just brought up a great, like just thought experiment, but like, you know, there are the like the diehard in the Mar- the DC universe that defend the theory that Joker's superpower is he knows he's in a comic book. He yeah. understands this is all fiction. It's all made up. And he knows that he can't kill Batman because then the Batman comic goes away and he goes away with it. Right. And that's please just lean really heavily into that because yeah, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant because you know what Marvel does? They listen to those theories by their fans and they go, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Yes, if he realizes he's in the comic book, that explains so much, or the movie, well, or whatever. Well, that's Deadpool. Deadpool was was not created the way Deadpool is today. When oh my God! Co-created by, by, by uh, Liefeld and I forgot the other guy's name, whatever. Back yeah. in the back in the, uh, the yeah. New Mutants number ninety eight, that 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 version of Deadpool is not the Deadpool you see Ryan Reynolds play on TV. Or on well, look at our movie versions of him. Even yes. I mean, it's yeah, it's changed wildly. But like you said, that's that thing of like they do those weird. Yeah, it's totally weird to have a character that all of a sudden knows that you're out he's there and he's in the thing. And it's brilliant. And guess what? Like, yeah, at this point, DC would have to be like, we're kind of copying Deadpool. Who cares? It, it, a fully aware Joker sounds like the coolest thing in the world to me. And if yes. you put that into the film where you literally have this Joker that's outward about it, he's like, you know, this is all fake, man. We're in a movie. And yeah. everybody would be like, what? Which nobody would care in the story, yeah. right? Because they would just say he's crazy. And get themselves a Ryan Reynolds. Yes, exactly. Like get themselves a person who wants to play Joker like they do Ryan Reynolds and have him play in every movie, play Joker. Because I'm sorry, the Joker movie that again was not canon. No. (laughs) Joaquin Phoenix plays the deep, dark, crazy, grungy Joker. And it's like, no, I want the killing joke Joker from the yes. animated show. I want that. I want the, I want the um, Jack Nicholas version, well, but not Jack Nick. I would like someone else to play him, but I want the Joker that, that Ryan Reynolds basically lives his life as Deadpool. Yes. And then acts in the movie. Yes. Like it's just the way he is. He's a fun loving com- comedian. You almost need a comedian to play Joker and have him play the same type of character in every yep. movie. Not one and, version where he's suicidal and a clown. I, that, that, I'm sorry. That movie was, for if you just take it as a standalone movie as a person who be, wants to become a clown yes. and kill people and a sociopathic person great movie amazing movie did a great job i have argued since day one that that is a movie about mental health and nothing else and by doing that 
you've made the argument that like, you know, you people with mental health get left behind and they turn yep. into the Joker. No, no, not at all. The Joker is is so wildly in his own category, even if you don't buy into that theory. And there was some there was some open complaints about that with DC yep. where they were like, well, first of all, you've kind of not justified, but you've done this thing of like the angry male that like feels that everybody puts, you know, everybody criticizes him. And so yep. he's so angry, he's going to become the Joker. That tracks a little too well with a lot of politics that's actually going yep. on right now. Everybody's angry. They don't all turn into the Joker. So anyway, sorry, that was a tirade. But when I no. watched that movie, I thought this is brilliant. And, but not as the Joker. Yes. Like, because that, that does it, that, that dilutes the whole Joker thing and it dilutes the mental health thing. And so you haven't really accomplished your goal on either front. You and know. it's not and it's not DC's fault that Marvel has been able to be so successful with the Marvel nope. Cinematic Universe. However, if you think about it, if you and I, Adam, you and I are now running DC films. Okay, yep. DC films is now you and I's project. Don't you look across the aisle and go, everybody expects those movies to be connected now that Marvel's created those? Yes, so when they look at the fact that some people don't know the difference between DC and Marvel, they don't know their separate universes, they don't know their separate right. worlds. When they go to watch The Joker and then they watch Suicide Squad the first suicide squad um, and realize that they're not the same character and they're not the exact, right. not the story's not the same. The person's not the same. They don't look the same that you might get confused as a, as a, uh, a basic viewer that DC right. seems like one of the reasons why I don't like them. And the fact that my, my wife Taylor loves some of the, some of the Marvel movies is that they're approachable to her. And I feel like DC is not approachable to anybody. Now I feel like, you cannot be a person nowadays in the, in your twenties or thirties and start liking comic books and be a fan of DC uh, based on the movies or the comic books, because it's, I feel like they're not approachable. Like Marvel, I feel like there's an approachable universe, an approachable comic books. There's something for everybody. Whereas DC yeah. seems like they have this niche. And it's like, if you don't like comic books from when you were a child, you're not going to like anything they're doing right yeah. now. And it's just very unapproachable because even the best cuts of the movies right. are unapproachable for the average fan. You can be a film fan and like them. But like I said, this Zack Snyder's yep. Justice League is not approachable to the average consumer who want to go watch a film. It's just not approachable no. to them. And so it's for that point alone, they need some work. I think they need some fun. I mean, Shazam was probably approachable. I will give them yeah, credit on was. that. Shazam was a great movie, great approachable movie. They're making a second one of those. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe the Batman will restart people's approachability to the Batman having Robert Pattinson. Some of the people who used to love Twilight like the movie. It um, could be. Maybe I'm, those will be good. Black Adam is coming out. Those are going to be fun ones. But I just don't see, uh, I mean, the Flash again. There you have some future movies that could do them well. But as yeah. of right now, if we stand 2021, uh, August of 2021 or September of 2021, that the the Marvel has far superior, far superiorly done movies than, 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 uh, yes. DC, both in quality of movies and financially, and, and yep. so we can say right now definitively that Marvel is winning the movie war. They are, yeah, they just are. And I think that would be like as I was talking about my brother-in-law earlier. It's like I, I'm actually there's a lot of things he's saying with I agree because I grew up with DC comics. If you looked at my what's left of the comics I collected when I was a kid, the two biggest run sets I have are Nightfall and Reign of the Superman. I have every they're you know that wide in my box. I had every yep. single one. And so for like Johnny or me that were there, like DC, DC used to do some excellent, like just kind of huge stories like yep. that, that you could translate to film, right? I mean, for I mean, Nightfall, right? There could be a million ways you could translate that today and bring everybody in. It actually did include a lot of minor characters. It didn't emphasize the big superpower people. And 
that would be fun. But it's like you said, they've never changed since then. And like, I can go back today. I've done it. I open Batman. It's still the yeah. same. It's, it's Frank Miller, Batman. When did Frank Miller, Batman come out? 1980. Yeah. Something. Long 88 or eight. Yeah. I mean, and it's still Frank Miller, Batman. I love it. Let's move on. Let's do fun Batman. Now let's do something Batman. Maybe Batman's not a playboy billionaire anymore. Right. It's fiction. We can do whatever we want. And, 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 that, and that could translate to movies very well. I feel like what, yep. but the problem is, they, and the, because of the fact that DC's been around so long and they've relied heavily on two characters so strongly for, what is that now, 80 years yep. of, of, the, um, of, of, of Superman and then whatever number of years of Batman. I forget when he was founded as a character. But um, that many years of that character and the way they've been yep. doing it that long, it would there would be riots if they changed his their backstories just like we talked about before about the Star Wars universe yep, exactly and people people they need to take risks they need to take chances and if not then this is not going to happen Marvel's going to take over forty percent of market share in comic books and it's going to go further from that like people nowadays have to figure out how they're going to especially during the pandemic how they're going to spend their money how yeah. am I going to spend my money the little number of money I have right now with cost of living going up yep. and gas prices going up and things like that going up rents going up. How am I going to spend my money correctly? And what am I doing? You're going to choose one or the other and you're going to choose which titles yep. we have out there to go to. And if, if the comic books and the movies are more approachable and better done by one of the two big two, it, they're yep. going to start getting a lot of those people. People are going to start switching over. And, yep. and I heard a, no, but, no, sorry, I heard a really interesting comment today. I was watching the documentary about DC and one of the early founders was just early artists was talking about what it meant to them when it was starting in the history of comics. And one really interesting thing I thought was he was saying, you know, comics have always been so hard because we talk about the comic book yes. and it's, it's right away. What are the things people think it's for children? It's a waste of your money. It's a waste of your time. And he was like, but, but here's the thing. I, he was like, if we right now found like the world's best artist and the world's best writer, and we yes. told them to create a project together using their talents, it would be a comic book. Yeah. You can call it whatever you want. It would be a comic book. And so there's this art form that's in there that we forget about. And I'm getting ready to, again, I could think yeah. argue for Marvel, but Marvel, you can look through their history and Marvel's art style and color reflects what's going on in the larger art world where I find sometimes DC's does not. No. I mean, we can look in comic. There's a very specific, um, can you still hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, it's just different microphone. <laughs> there, there's a very specific, um, what was I talking about with that? Oh, like there's a very specific style of art in every time that you look at. It. I mean, you've got yes. people that it, sometimes those art goes to a darker place and comic books might go to a darker place, right? Todd McFarlane, I mean, we all collectively shat ourselves when Todd McFarlane's art started dropping in the yes. comic book world. It changed everything because it reflected a change in the larger art world. And Marvel still does that. I mean, I look at look at what they're doing today. It's bright. I mean, it is, it is as bright as it gets. That's the rage right now. Vaporwave, super bright 90s aesthetic is everything in art. So Marvel sees that. And I feel like DC's like, yeah, but what about really depressing and dark? That's still cool too. That's not what, it's an art form. And I'm not saying anything. Their artists are no, amazing. Yeah. amazing. They're way better than all of us, but yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, that there's, I don't know. I feel like the, the art basically stays the same where I see Marvel kind of changing with, with the larger art movement of the time. Anyways. Yes. 
Well, that's just true. And I said that you know, it's, it's funny how you wrap it up with this, with the uh, kind of like go full circle talking about the Marvel or the Spider-Man trailer is that um, they didn't trust Tom McFarlane to do Spider-Man anymore because the fact that he wanted to do things that weren't comic book related. And they realized right. now afterwards, now that Marvel, they went in 1992, went over and started de- uh, image comic books yep. and lost them that the movies, what you see on the movies, when you're going to see on December 17th and Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, yep. is the actions and the movements and the, the, the swinging of Spider-Man is Todd McFarlane Spider-Man. That's what you're going right. to see. And, and, like, so, and that's, yeah. And they changed it. It was back from when, when Amazing Spider-Man 15 or Amazing Fantasy 15 came out. He did not move the way he moved now. No, so not at all. They changed it. But Batman work, moves the exact same way. Superman moves the exact same way. And all that stuff has been the same all along. Yeah. And like you mentioned. I mean, what, the, the biggest artwork. change to Batman was his like getting rid of his gun. Yeah. And that was that was still in the 30s. Yep. I mean. But it's, it's, it's an argument that will go on for years and years and years as long as they both keep on pre- promoting and pumping out content uh, for sure. I do think that, you know, comic book wise, it maybe is an argument forever. I think right now, definitively, yep. Marvel has won both qualities, in my opinion, and financially, in my opinion, or not in my opinion, the facts in the in the movies in the box office. That's that's yep. what's going to happen right now. And, and we'll see what happens over the next few years. Um, I just wanted to throw out there to a thing that you might be able to check out is a Slugfest. It's a book. Uh, inside the epic 50-year battle between um, Marvel and DC. I listened to an audiobook a few years ago. Great yep. little thing. Gives you a lot of insight on what the beginning parts. It's by Reed Tucker. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. It's on Amazon Kindle. You have audiobooks and hardcover copies on there too. Um, but And I'll put the link on our website, capesandtice.com to that. Yeah. It's a great book to read uh, or, or, or listen to in an audiobook. It just tells yeah. you about kind of like how things happen, how things battled back and forth, how That's the awesome. Spider-Man versus Superman came out, uh, the crossover in 1996 they did as well, um, which was cool yep. too, uh, which was kind of funny. They had an agreement that DC versus Marvel was the first issue and the second and third yep. issues were Marvel versus DC. So it's like, yeah. I get issue one and you guys get the two back issues kind of thing. Um, those are kind of cool. So uh but oh, yeah, wow. again, I don't think there's an answer. There really isn't an no. answer. Which one's, it depends. Like your brother is more of a DC fan. It's going to be that way forever. And it's, it's yep. the same thing with politics, I think. Whereas like whenever you have a discussion or an argument with someone who's really actually, if we actually had someone on to do this again with someone who's like diehard DC, they destroy um, all they're going to do is get entrenched in their values and their beliefs and yes. what, what they believe in. Yes. So for me, an argument I'm, to me with someone else, I mean, I'm just going to get more entrenched in the values and arguments I have about Marvel. That's it. Yep. And I'll end by saying like a, a very clear, like I love the DC characters. They were what got me into comic books as like storytelling before I got into Marvel. Yep. Like, so yeah, I mean, just for listening to think this isn't, I mean, I'm defending, but I really do love DC comics. I'm, yes. I agree with Justin. I just, I personally, like, I don't, I trying to make any argument that DC's handled anything in their movie universe like marvel is just absurd to me it's like one mostly decent movie on top of like a pile of burning trash and so like that i'm i watched aquaman i watch I, they're all garbage and i know josh is probably gonna punch me yes, in the face i think exactly um but they're the absolute garbage and i hate them except for the snyder cut of superman versus batman and, but otherwise and, and, the comics man i i'm reading Batman and Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles right now. I love Batman. I will love Batman even if he stays a brooding alcoholic for the rest Correct. of his life. Correct. And as I said, I'll give him the edge a little bit on some of the comic books. I will give them, the, I will say right now, as a, as a Marvel fan and as someone who, it, they win the animation battle as, as of right now. DC yep. wins the animation battle. Marvel wins a lot of the other stuff in my opinion. But in the end, there is no actual real answer. Um, but I would yep. love to hear from other people's thoughts and, and feelings on that yeah. too. Uh, comment on our Instagram, on the video on YouTube or on our page. 
uh, for sure. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Twitter. Now, um, you can Twitter also now. subscribe, subscribe, follow rate review on all the podcast channels out there, Spotify, yeah. Apple, all that stuff. Capesandtights.com. Um, check out tomorrow's episode, which is hot comics. Yep. And then next week's episode with a special guest surrounding Comic-Con, hopefully. And then uh, we'll, fun. we'll figure some more stuff out. So, yeah. Definitely. And we got a new Twitter. I'll say I keep talking about that documentary I watched beforehand. Yeah. I'll tweet. I'll tweet about it. I'm not going to tell yeah. you. You have to go check out the Twitter if you want to see what the name of that documentary right? is. So. so, yeah, absolutely, man. I really appreciate you coming on talking again. We're, we're going to do some more of this. It's going to be fun. This is a fun absolutely. one. Absolutely. I'm excited for more. Uh, but, yeah, follow us, rate, review, all the stuff, you know, and catch us next yep. time uh, every Wednesday now on Capes and Tights. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm Adam. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.